0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology.
1: They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com.
0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 shed It's number two, Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with Digitex uh, door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient locations at Digitex.ca. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies. In this hour, Tyson Nash and Andrew Cogliano. After uh, we heard from the uh, newest uh, member of the uh, Edmonton Oilers, Josh Archibald, as well as Mark Spector, in the first hour of our show. Straight off, to our Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, and we are joined uh, by the television analyst, very entertaining fellow, uh, an agitator when he played the National Hockey League, Tyson Nash. Tyson, it's Bob. How you doing, Bob? Good, to, good to talk to you. I, I,
1: I miss hockey. Little summertime uh, hockey talk. A uh, little hot stove. I love it.
0: Let's, let's go. Well, let's first of all. Uh, I got a figure, and you know, I I, I kind of watched some of Archibald's highlights. Uh, and you would get pretty excited when he would score and, uh, and when he fought Neil Pionk. And I'm thinking to myself, this might, just knowing your journey to the NHL and, and how you had to do things, that maybe you could appreciate a feisty, undersized guy who has to play a little bit bigger than he is. Um, the, the game's changed a bit, but uh, do, you, do you kind of identify uh, a, a bit with Archibald and then maybe give us a bit of a scouting report?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean I love I love the guy and you know, you don't see a whole lot of it uh in today's game, uh, you know, as far as guys yapping and chirping at each other, but this guy plays hard. He is he's all ball bearings, he he's all in uh, he's also a guy that recognizes that he was, you know, kind of at the end of his rope. He was fighting, clinging uh, onto a roster spot. Uh, he was brought over by Rick Tocchet at the time. Uh, and he's a guy that, if you're a coach and you're trying to implement a system, this is a guy that'll study it and do it to an absolute key. And I think when I saw him sign with the Edmonton Oilers, um, I think he's a perfect, uh, most importantly, Dave Tippett type of guy uh, who will be great. Uh, he's going to play a, a defensive first mentality type type of game. He touches every aspect of the game. He can kill penalties. Uh, he has a... Has, great speed he's not a big guy but he's willing to throw his body around that he can fight uh he had a couple of real good scraps last year i couldn't believe it um so he surprised me in that uh, aspect of it but uh, he scored too so he, fu- he found his offensive touch i wouldn't say that's probably going to happen again for him but uh, i think he's a guy that can that can put up eight to ten goals a year and uh, if he does that i think he has to be real happy with him
0: tell me this, uh, they only had to qualify him at $735,000. And I mean, the Coyotes have been an organization at least two or three years ago. They took a lot of swings on some cheaper guys and on the waiver wire and that sort of thing. Like, they brought in guys like Cousins and then eventually Archibald. Why didn't they qualify him, do you think?
1: You know what? That's a good question, especially with the year that he had last year. I would imagine they have, uh, we have a lot of prospects in, in Tucson that are chomping at the bit, that are ready to go. So I would imagine that's the direction that the counties are going. Um, I know Rick Talkett is a huge fan of Josh Archibald. As everyone in the organization for the year that he had last year for a team that struggled to score goals. Um, but, uh, you know, I think obviously this is a, a big opportunity for Archie. And he's going to get a, a, an opportunity under Dave Tippett, and I think he's going to thrive. Dave Tippett, you know, he can always find a way to bring out the most in guys like, uh, like Archie. So, um, you know, again, I am a little surprised because he's uh, let him go. Uh, but, uh, again, happy for, for Archie to we'll see where he landed.
0: He played almost 400 games in the NHL, tight Tyson Nash, a local product. He's worked the last several years on the Coyotes television broadcast. You have a lot of history with Dave Tippett. Uh, educate our listeners a bit because I know, and I'll be honest, I always thought Dave was kind of a defensive-minded coach. You know, Dave's like, hey, man, when I came in the NHL, I was known for as a power play specialist, and we had some high-scoring teams. And this is a very different team that he's getting in Edmonton, obviously, Tyson when you start with having, you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl. I mean, Connor's Connor, and Leon Dreisaitl last year was the only player in the NHL that had 50 goals and 100 points. Like, the only guy in the entire league that pulled off that. So uh, how do you think it's different because McDavid and, and Leon are here than maybe what, what he's dealt with in the past?
1: Well, I think the big thing with Tip is that, you know, when, when you're a coach, you're dealt a roster. And he, his hands were tied, completely tied. Uh, under the financial restraints of the of the Coyotes in that in their situation bankruptcy I mean this guy's been through it all so he had to find a way to get the most out of the roster that he was dealt and he didn't have superstars we didn't have the money um to afford superstars and you know unfortunately years in in the past we you know we didn't do a great job drafting uh any superstars so Uh, Dave Tippett has done uh, just a miraculous job the years that he was in Arizona, and now it's going to be a little bit of a different animal there in Edmonton. I mean, you guys have two of the best players in the world. So, uh, you know, he's going to have to go back to his Dallas days when he had to learn how to manage big, personalities, big, you know, I guess I'm not saying egos, but I mean, superstar status, you know, and he dealt with guys like Mike Medano and Sergei Zuboff and, you know, guys like that, so he's going to have to go back in his hat and uh, and, again, he's you gotta evolve as a coach. And that's the biggest thing. The game has changed today and you have to evolve just like players have had to evolve. And you gotta learn how to manage these guys. And I think the big thing that I learned from, from Tip and Talk It as well is that it's not coaches against players. You have to be on the same team together. 100%. You have to learn to work together. And I think that's the biggest thing that you, you know, you gotta find a way to get on Connor McDavid's page and vice versa and grow the team together and get everyone to buy into what he's selling. And, uh, he knows how to win, that's the bottom line and, and I'm excited to see what the others
0: are gonna do under day tip You'll laugh at this next statement, but Claire Drake was teaching that perspective from a coaching angle 45, 50 years ago. That you gotta work with the players. That it's not, you know what I mean? It's not a dictatorship. That you treat men with respect and dignity and when you do that from day one you Isn't it funny? You engender you're engendered the idea is you end up in the very thing that you want back from the player. Yeah. It's commitment, and you want guys all in, and you want you know, you want the players to dive in the grenade for one another on the ice. Well, the best way to do that is, from day one, don't jerk around, but treat them with respect and dignity, and you engender so much passion as a result that they don't want to fail you. That's how you get the most out of people. It's pretty simple, isn't it?
1: Exactly. Thank you. That, that's. That, I mean, it's unbelievable. In any business, yes. in the working world, in the business world, I mean, you're going to yell and scream at someone and and just embarrassing in front of his teammates or his coworkers, and you think he's going to go through a wall for you? He's going to sell and sell and sell. No way. He's going to fold like a, a cheap tenner. He's going to go elsewhere. I mean, it, it, it's amazing to me that more coaches haven't figured it out, but they are starting now, and and it's it's working. You're seeing, uh, you know, the whole thing evolve, and and it's about time because for me, my best coaches were uh, were guys that that you know had my back and had confidence in me, and you know, obviously were straight shooters too.
0: All right. Well, speaking of which, a team that did not fold last year was Arizona. They stayed in the fight all year. They had, I mean, every excuse to fall out of the race. All those injuries. I mean, you know, key guys down the center position and that sort of thing. So, what did Rick Tockett do to keep that team theoretically in the playoff hunt right to the bitter end?
1: He made them believe and that's, that's the biggest thing that, you know, a hockey player or, or a person in general, you got to believe in what you're doing and, and you as a player. And, you know, you, you implement a system. And then once you figure out, wow, we played like this night in and night out with this roster and we, we play the right way. You know we're gonna win a ton of a ton of games, and we get good goaltending, which they did. But it it was honestly remarkable. Uh, Again, I know you said it. I couldn't believe it. As soon as Ronta went down, I'm like, it's over, it's done. (laughs) All of a sudden, Darcy Kemper comes in, and I mean, just runs the runs the absolute table. And that's the team that was in it had no business being in it right till the end. So I'm excited. Uh, the fans in Arizona are excited. I know tickets have gone up, but I think over like 600% since the Phil Kessel signing. So uh, they need goals. They need offense. They're one of the best defensive teams in the league, but they had one of the worst power plays in the league as well. you got to score in this league, bottom line, and uh, obviously is going
0: to help in that department and, as well. And that's where I wanted to go next. We're joined by Tyson Nash, uh, Tyson Nash, television analyst uh, for the Arizona Coyotes. And you go on capfriendly.com. Now it's a little bit deceiving because you got to factor in a whole who will be placed on LTIR, but there are the Coyotes at 81300000 million. They're second in uh, projected uh, uh, cap uh, expenditures, second right now. They've actually got, you know, theoretically, they, if they went got over, they could apply the $5 bucks on HOSA, or maybe they even trade them to one of the bottom-end teams to create some more space. But just a, a thought on uh, the organization's stepping up, and Phil Kessel at six point eight million dollar cap hit for the next three years, and he agrees to come and join Rick Talk in the, the desert. I mean, that's got to be a major coup for that organization.
1: It's absolutely huge. As I mentioned, uh, the fans are excited about it. I know the players are excited about it. And the big thing for me is, you know, everyone you know is hard on Clayton Keller and Oliver Ekman and Larson, and I'm like, look at who they're playing with. And nothing against some of the guys you know, on, on the team. But when you're an offensive guy, you need to play with offensive guys. I mean, you, you can't, the, unless you're Connor McDavid or Wayne Gretzky, I mean, those are difference makers. Those are guys that are going to bring everyone. Sidney Crosby, I mean, he made a, a career for Dupuis and Kunitz, guys that you might not have ever heard of if they didn't play with Sidney Crosby. And Clayton Keller, I can tell you, he's got to be the happiest guy in the world right now with an opportunity to play with a guy like Phil Castle to set him up. Uh, on the power play. I mean, it's fun when you have a guy that can score, like Phil Kessel can, and I know Bill's numbers are probably going to uh, come down a little bit. I mean, he doesn't have Malkin, he doesn't have Crosby, but... Um, I, I think he's so happy to be back with Rick Tockett, and that tells you what the players think of, of Rick Tockett and Phil Kessel in particular. I know even when uh, Talk left for, for Arizona, he took calls from Phil all the time, saying, "Hey, have you watched me play? What do you think I'm doing wrong?" Can you? I mean, I, I love that. I love hearing that, and that, that tells you that Rick Tockett is a players' coach. They love him. They'll go to bat for him. And again, the, the Coyotes finally have a number one line that can uh, that can play with with anybody in the league. With uh, with obviously. And Keller and uh, and and Phil Kessel now
0: yeah uh Steppen was out for a while last year schmaltz I mean he came over and uh strom finally uh, Dylan strom finally started to put it together in Chicago had a great run there but Steppen uh Schmaltz Carl Soderberg picked up from Colorado like the center and Richardson had a he's Richardson's been a great third line center for that organization forever I mean they've got real depth down the middle right now don't they
1: yeah, and that's again an area that we haven't had a lot of it, you know, in in the past. But we've never had that real number one line where teams come in and they're like, oh, we got to shut these guys down. I mean, Schmaltz was such a, a pickup for the Coyotes. I know you hate to see, you know, a guy like Dylan Stone go and the success that that he had, but. He wasn't going to be a difference maker on the Coyotes. He, he just wasn't. He doesn't have it in him. He doesn't skate well enough. But if you put him around really good players, which he, he has in, in Chicago, you, you knew he would have success. And Schmaltz can be a difference maker because of how he plays, because of his speed. Uh, obviously, it fell short with the, the knee injury that he had last year, but the chemistry as well that he has with Clayton Keller is something special. We saw it night in and night out when they did get a chance to play together. So we're really excited about that. Uh, obviously, you got one of the best defenses in the National Hockey League, and Oliver Eckman Larson. Lots of depth on the blue line. Goaltending, who's going to be the number one guy? I love that because I don't think any goaltender, unless you're Pecorino, unless you're Lundqvist, unless you're, you know, Carey Price, I think it's free game. Just like every other player, if you don't play well, you don't play. Take a seat. I don't care if you're you're paid six million dollars or what, and you're supposed to be the number one guy. If the backup goaltender goes in, posts a shutout, well, too bad for you. Sit on the bench until you get your opportunity. And I think that's going to be the case in in Arizona with Ronta and Kemper, probably the best duo in
0: the league. All right, one final one for you, Tyson. You won three Memorial Cups with uh, Kelowna uh, back in the, or with uh, Kamloops back in the day when you know they were Little Montreal, a major junior hockey. Those teams were tough too. They could score, right? But you guys had some backup, including a guy like Jason Strudwick, who's a great guy. But i got to ask you this. As a guy who's down at the bench level once in a while, do you kind of miss the old school stuff? Because we don't see nearly as much of it. It is a pacified league compared to what it once was.
1: Oh, yeah. it, it Honestly, it, it I laugh. It drives me crazy. I mean, I, I'm between the benches. I see guys. You know, trying to chirp each other. I'm like, really? I'm like, come on, dig a little deeper for that. Let let's get let's get nasty. I mean, you gotta you gotta bring. A, no one's free game when uh, when I was chirping at guys. I, I miss it. I miss the the fights. I mean, when you think about it, even today. I mean, the fans. I mean, the number one thing they cheer about is a scrap. Someone fights, they drop the gloves. Everybody is on their feet. I mean, then it's a goal, and then it's a big hit. They still love. Down deep, the the physical nature of of the game—that's what's made our our game great. But you also want to see it safe, and I, I get where it's headed.
0: for sure. Yeah. Well, it's PC. Let me ask you—I uh, lied a little bit there. I got one more for you. You were a guy that could—you uh, were pretty good with the barbs. Was there anybody that stopped you dead, gave you one back, and just shut you right up?
1: Well, I, me and Avery—we used to battle all the time. He was—he was ruthless. I mean, this guy would go after your your mom, your grandma. Uh, I mean it was uh, I, mean, I mean but you loved it I mean when someone ripped you I mean you couldn't help but laugh you know yeah um, I don't know there were so many good ones I miss it uh, it was it was so much fun. You'd, after the game, that's the stuff you talk about. You, you don't talk about the goals. You talk about, you know, oh, my God, did he ever rip you? And, you know, and then you get abused the rest of the year from your teammates because of it, you know? So it's, I miss it. It's probably one of the only things I miss, as the body's a little bit sore, but uh, I miss the, uh, you got to have thick skin to be a hockey player or a professional athlete, that's for
0: sure. Now, is it true, because uh, this was pointed out to me uh, by Brendan Escott, who's helping produce the show with us, He's reading a book. Did you actually tell a fan once to mix in a salad when you are in the broadcast booth? <laughs> well, the
1: guy was, I don't know if you remember that Hossa hit. Uh, you know, Rafi Torres runs over
0: Hossa. Reverse I hit. Had, the reverse hit, yes. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was playoff hockey. I'm like, oh, my, that's, what a hit. I'm like, are you kidding me? Have a seat. While well, Chicago, yeah, I'm in Chicago. I had, like, death threats. I had fifty voice messages on my phone. How I do they get? How do they get your phone? How do they get your phone number? Well, no, in the hotel. Oh, they like oh, in the Montana, hotel, Ritz Carlton. Uh, yeah, and they're telling me they're gonna, you know, you name it. it. It was, it was said to me. I mean, it was the nastiest stuff you've ever seen. In fact, I had to have full time security on me when I was in Chicago during the playoffs because of what I said. Anyway, the bottom line is the beer vendor in Chicago comes up the stairs and he's yelling at me, and we got these headsets on, so you can't hear anything. Right. And I'm like, what is this guy yelling at me? All of a sudden, I take my one ear earmuff off of my headset, and he is yelling and swearing at me. And, this, and I'm like, dude, I'm like mixing a salad, buddy. Everybody in the audience was laughing and, and I felt bad for the guy but uh, it, it was it was good he was, should
0: he should have known better you, you don't want to know how many times I've been told to mix in a salad and usually it's by my wife Tyson but that's all good
1: hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the poor guy you definitely picked the wrong door on that one all right
0: hey look uh, we appreciate you, you joining us short term on this one have a great summer we'll see you down the road uh the coyotes certainly are gonna be they're gonna to be a Pacific division favorite for some of the people out there a lot of people are going to have them in the playoffs this year
1: I love it. Can't wait to uh, to see you back in Edmonton. Barbara.
0: All right. We'll open up that barn door. See ya. That's uh, Tyson Nash, uh, 122 in Edmonton. It's only a kick. Pressure. A jump. A
1: block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle.
0: A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this
1: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: This is Oilers Now. We'll break, we'll come back, we'll get to some text, tweets, and emails. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. This show has flown by today. Coming up tomorrow is part of our Legends series. A guy who is a critical part of the Edmonton Oilers 2006 Stanley Cup playoff run, Dwayne Roloson, will join us from parts unknown. Uh, he will not be in studio, it will be over the phone, but uh, he is a highly entertaining guy who uh, stayed in the fight when maybe his career wasn't going the direction that... Uh, was headed towards being a longtime NHLer when he was in his twenties. So Dwayne Rolson coming up on today's edition or tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now, the Oilers Legends series. Guests on this show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the Sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, ninety nine ninety Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan and Maggie and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. Randy Kilburn's coming up here in about uh, three and a half minutes time for Global News Weather Traffic Update. You can text us at 630-630. Bob, what does your armchair GM team look like on cap friendly? I'll tell you right now. I got it at uh, 80 million bucks. Maybe seventy-nine point three to eighty million dollars on cap friendly, and that includes with Manning being down in the minors. Pete in Cold Lake, Bob. Do you think the Oilers invite Scotty Upshaw uh, to camp again on a PTO? Ah, uh, I like Scotty Upshaw. Um, I'd have liked him more if he'd played last year. He didn't play at all. I'm not sure. You can text us at six thirty. Six thirty. Tweet us at orders now. Email us orders now at 630 uh, com, Another text on our Heartland 4 text line, Bob, I dig the Archibald signing. Anybody with over 10 goals in our bottom six should be a reason for the fans to be positive and not complain. Uh, that said, I hope you don't uh, mean that Holland wanting to observe the team means he pulls back in a feasible Lucic trade with Calgary or Vancouver. That trade uh, needs to happen in the eyes of Karsten. Well, we'll see what uh, transpires on that front. TBD. Bob, how long do the Oilers hold Pugliarvi's rights to if he goes to Europe? Well, he just finished his first three. I think, at least four years off the top of my head, but I'd have to look into that. I'd have to check. Uh, you can text us again at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers now. Uh, one more... Eh, do I have time? It's a long one. Here we go. Bob, there's no way in hell I'd trade Milan Lucic to Calgary. Not only would they beat the Oilers with their talent, but they'd also mop the Oilers up in the toughness department. I can't imagine playing against Lucic, Kachuk, and Bennett. It would be almost impossible to watch the Battle of Alberta anymore. That one comes to us from AJ. All right, A.J., thanks for the text. As I mentioned, off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, and we'll see if we can negotiate uh, hooking up with Andrew Cogliano here on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.